It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. And we got the big topic today, and we've got the information and somebody who knows what they're talking about. Colleen McGee is here, uh, the RN and uh, Diabetes Clinical Coordinator. Well, that sounds like a big job, Colleen. Good morning. It's good Happy to see you here. again. Yes. That's right. For those who don't know, she's kind of a cross between Reese Witherspoon and Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> for those who see her around the hospital there, so... We're talking a lot of great topics today, and diabetes, and when you mention that, everybody goes, oh, oh, there's a lot of that going on out there. Kind of sad to say, but it is pretty prevalent, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And at St. Mary's, uh, uh, you've been uh, there uh, four to five years now, yep. kind of I- implementing the program, getting a lot of information. It's kind of changing it, even as it, uh, and the data seems to be going as fast as the research, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yep. and we're trying to meet those needs and grow the program and expand our services because um, yeah. we're at an epidemic proportion. Yeah, so. the the thing, Colleen, about it is it's not only uh, diabetes; it's there's certain types and I guess degrees of that, right? What's you know, diabetes type two, type one, or whatever the heck it is? There's certain more than a few different kinds, right? That's correct. And th- um, we describe it as four main types of diabetes. Mm-hmm. We have type one, type two. Pre-diabetes and gestational diabetes right. are the four common types of diabetes. Right, and uh, it doesn't discriminate based on age, gender, anything, and uh, it is prevalent in the U.S. Is uh is, is it because of diet, or is it congenital, or, or Well, both? there's um, lots involved. We have 26 million people um, with diabetes, and um, so, again, those epidemic proportions are there, yeah. and absolutely correct, it doesn't discriminate. Um, right. It's not, and some may be walking around. Uh, and they don't maybe, even know they have it, Oh no, right? they have Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, but uh, there is some diagnoses, though, that t- you can make preemptive strikes, and just like getting cancer screening or anything, uh, or getting a, a EKG every year, those kind of things, That's or, right. or ex- screening or e- examinations, you can get ahead of the curve on that, right? So, <clears throat> um, the way we diagnose diabetes is two fasting blood sugars greater than 126 will give the formal diagnosis of diabetes. However, um, if a patient is experiencing the signs and symptoms of diabetes, mm-hmm. which the common ones are increase in thirst, increase in urination, feeling tired, sluggish. Yeah either weight gain, weight loss, they go to their doctor and they complain of these symptoms and the doctor does a um, screening in the office and it's greater than 200 on a routine screening, they will give them the diagnosis. Blood test? Um, as well. Yeah. Yep, they can do a, a finger stick right there in the office if it's greater than a certain amount, then um, w- along with those classic signs and symptoms. Right. And then, of course, they'll f- send them for follow-up blood work just to have that official diagnosis. Yeah, blood work seems to always be the key. It could be anything from uh, protein to uh, lipid profiles to triglycerides, you name it. And that's the, the blood work really is the map, the, the key to everything, isn't it? Right. Uh, yeah, so key, so. annual blood work, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Those labs are always busy, to be sure. <laughs> and the, uh, uh, and a diagnosis would then be what? You may, We're dealing with numbers, too, right? I mean, it's... So that formal kind of, diagnosis yeah, of yeah. that 126, but what's interesting is, <clears throat> which awesome goes on detected, is that 
prediabetes. So a mm. normal blood sugar would be less than 100. Um, and diagnostic is greater than 126 on two occasions. Mm. So if I tested your blood sugar this morning and you were 118, what does mm. that make you? Mm. You're not normal but you're not diagnostic. Yeah, yeah. So you're pre-diabetes. And we have to do a better job in the medical community by giving that formal diagnosis by saying you have pre-diabetes and not doing a disservice to our patients by saying mm. you're borderline or you have a touch of sugar. Just yeah, and at the same time, it could be a, a, a familial uh predisposition too, right? I mean, you can't rule that out, right? Well, with type 2 diabetes, it's definitely yeah. um, hi- highly genetic. Yeah. Um, hereditary factors you know unlike type 1 type 1 is an autoimmune disorder yeah. where a virus can attack the beta oh, cells of yeah, the pancreas absolutely but type 2 is much more hereditary oriented at, at the same time uh, uh colleen it's uh, uh there's all right you have it or something is happening but you can reverse the reverse the curse a little bit right well you know if you carry the gene there's um a lot we can do to prevent it from going into overt full-blown type Mm. 2 diabetes so that's if we get you early with that pre-diabetes diagnosis lifestyle modification becomes key we really need to do the emphasis of you um having that healthy diet increasing your level activity you know movement is is going to be crucial we're we're not meant to be couch potatoes you're meant to move and um so lifestyle modification is going to be key. Yeah, and, and a lot of the programs that you have, we've had the the, the uh, physical fitness and the rehab people and the exercise, they're all kind of joined there uh, uh, with the diet and the exercise, and that uh, puts Correct. everything in motion. So at yeah. St. Mary's, we have a, um, a wellness program mm-hmm. where people can come to our, our gym and, um, again, have the benefits of not only having the resources of a typical gym, but you have the medical staff yeah. there to assist when needed. Yeah, and, and you do mention the, the diet and uh, the nutrition part of the program. And at the same time, with all the this era, uh, at least this generation, has the obesity factor, too. So you're really working. Uh, there's another factor in there that's working against Correct, what right. you're doing and, and so, yeah, so we lack know of activity. Food um, doesn't cause diabetes. The problem with diabetes involves the pancreas, mm-hmm. but it um, it's one of the ways that we control it and manage it through proper nutrition. There is a cure, right? And the method of diet and the exercise, that's uh, that's the catalyst for it. And But it's uh, there's well, more to n- it than no that. Well, no cure right? yet, but or there is ways to manage, manage it. We're at a managing, management. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You can reverse some of the some delay, of the stuff. Yeah, delay. Or delay it, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah. That's, uh, delay is better than... <laughs> than the Full alternative, blind, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are are there certain kind of treatment programs for different kind of uh, say one, two, or a pre or any? Is, uh-huh. is, is it different? Well, um, you know, we we manage diabetes through our nutrition. Carbohydrate counting becomes key um, in the involvement of nutrition management with the healthy eating increasing. Our you know high fiber foods, our vegetables, stop the box processed. Um, food yeah. that you know it's so abundant in our uh, supermarkets and our our pantries and you know a lot of junk out there so you know we have to do a better job of um you know putting some thought into True. mindful eating that eating. And, yeah that and uh, some of the other factors you might have too is uh, you get a patient a diabetic but also has heart issues so you some blood thinner so you have to work around that and then you have to work around some other things that 
may be getting in the way as well. So sure. you're, you're going through that uh, medical minefield, I guess you could call it, right? Right. Yeah. But that's why we have the specialists, you know, part of the diabetes center here at St. Mary's. We have a certified diabetes educator who is a dietitian and can take all those things into consideration and does an excellent job to um, provide the uh, the care that they need right. to There's individualize a, their meal plan. Yeah, I think if they, once they get can get a program together and get some kind of consistent, uh, I guess, activity, things start to happen. So you're you're always kind of constantly monitoring the, uh, the the numbers. I guess. Well, huh? you made a great point. That's key. Is yeah. the patient have that involvement um, in self management to mm. get the education to have that diabetes care team to have the involvement to keep motivated to make yeah. the lifestyle changes because we know we're all human. We start to slack off, and you know, you know, who doesn't want to have that cheesesteak? Yeah, go to the on vacation and start to get off the wagon a little bit. <laughs> but as part of your job being a clinical coordinator, what exactly would uh, your duties in, entail before we go to the break here? Sure. So I run the diabetes center there at St. Mary's and we have a team of the um, of our dietitian, a certi- certified diabetes mm-hmm. educator, as well as an, another nurse certified diabetes mm-hmm. edu- educator. I'm a registered nurse. and um, a, a lot cert- of nurses out there. Yes. That's, uh-huh. They're involved with everything. Research and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so. and th- they're on the front lines with the doctors and with all the patients too. They're the kind of the conduit. So they're the good information source too and a lot of experience as well absolutely so we see inpatients and then we you know continue the care on through the outpatient diabetes center there yeah and uh, you're probably uh uh, happy when they see a lot of improvement a lot of good good things can happen you have the uh, uh, like support groups and things like that for uh, Um, we don't have an actual support group but what we do is we offer the um uh the Diabetes Self-Management Training Course Program, which is certified by the ADA, the American Diabetes Association. So we follow their curriculum, and that lets providers, that lets patients, mm-hmm. that let, lets people know that we meet the national standards for quality education. Yeah. Um, and things are, things are going along. That's moving along. Yep. And we'll do the same. We'll take a break here on the St. Mary Healthline. We're with Colleen McGee, Diabetes Clinical Coordinator at St. Mary's. We're coming back. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a 2-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 1-844-7-ST-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. Looking for a delicious and affordable lunch? Whether you're out on a lunch date, taking a break from the office, or stopping by solo for a quick bite, Bluebell Inn is the perfect spot. From classics like burgers and turkey clubs to lobster rolls and signature salads, there's always something for everyone at the Bluebell Inn. Visit bluebellinn.com or call 215-646-2010 for more information. Come experience the new Bluebell Inn. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. And we're in conversation today with Colleen McGee, a registered nurse and diabetes clinical coordinator, kind of talking ahead of, ahead of the next break. You, you were talking about diet and everything else and nutrition and you have it now. What's the game plan after that? Suppose you know somebody's been a, been pretty mindful, been pretty active, 
been pretty uh, done fairly well on on the diet, but still have it anyway. I think that would give them an advantage since they have some kind of discipline and format there, rather than taking them from somebody who's overweight and maybe he's never really watched their uh, calories much, and now you have to start really from from ground zero, right? Right. So then that's what again key is meeting with that dietitian, getting with that specialist to you know hear the recommendations, the guidelines. With um, the nutrition and diabetes management, we really like to stress the importance of carbohydrate counting. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people think they know they're eating right, but don't realize that a fruit or, or yeah. um, milk uh, are carbohydrates. And they're eating large quantities and thinking they're okay because they're eating healthy. So they sit down and have a huge bowl of um, fruit, of you know, strawberries, bananas, mm. uh, watermelon, pineapple, and they think, oh, I'm eating healthy today, whereas if they watch their portion, then yeah, that's, so it's a balance. Man, that is the, the key, too. So, yeah, pasta's good for you, but not you don't eat until your arms get tired. Right? So <laughs> there's got to be a limit on this stuff every once in a while. But, yeah, I think the do you coordinate that, uh, Colleen, about, about that portion and here's what you can do and mix things up? Because sometimes it can get, let's face it, you know, diet is it's dull. I mean, we're doing the same thing again, really, but, yeah, you got to sort of keep it mixed up a little bit, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. right. And that portion... You yeah. know, control is going to be key to keeping it you know, mixed yeah. and offering different um, suggestions and yeah. snack ideas and things like that. So. Yeah, you also have the stuff where you can you're not you wouldn't be the only monitor. I guess you could monitor yourself. Sometimes they have all these gadgets too. They can right you so say, well, maybe am I over? You know, if I have this, will where will I be? And they can probably get a readout or something. I think right it, exactly. So yeah. that's what we do. We have them. You know, obviously come to see the dietitian. Then they'll come and see the nurse, and we'll set them up with the um, blood glucose monitoring class program where we give them a free blood glucose meter mm-hmm. and we sh- show them proper instruction teach them the the target goals you know what they're looking for when to test and mm-hmm. what to do with those numbers so they're in line at dunkin donuts all of a sudden <laughs> no you're not can't have it no so right gives them <laughs> that inner conscience to that but uh, yeah i mean uh, yeah you could probably check yourself too and that will also be a reminder to maybe i need you know to get this back to see you that's right. In the lab, in the lab Abs- there to sort of get uh, recalibrated to. So home blood yeah. glucose monitoring testing is going to be mm-hmm. key to keep them in line. What is really inter- interesting that I'd like to share is that um, – uh, recently new to the market this year is co- a device called CGM, a continuous glucose monitoring system that is very patient user friendly. And what they do is they wear a sensor on their arm for 10 days and it eliminates blood glucose testing. So there's no um, finger sticking anymore, except of course when the um, numbers are out of target range, you always validate by doing a finger stick. But the day to day grind for patients to be testing so often, you know, some patients test anywhere from six to seven times a day wow so yeah. that will eliminate that so that device is going to be a game changer in the future yeah. and again it's called cgm continuous glucose monitoring system and uh, age is uh is, that's not, i would say it's irrelevant an older person i'm 65 versus somebody's 45 uh, may have, uh, you know, the younger person would have an advantage, maybe? Well, with the age, we know that 25% of the population is greatly mm-hmm. increased with the numbers over the age of 65. 
45 to 65, you're looking about 16%. Mm -hmm. And about the age group of 20 to 44-year-olds, you're looking about 4%. So they, they do see the increase in the elderly with the diagnosis of diabetes. Yeah, and then the uh, immune system and all the other stuff, too. So you always want to also keep that immune system up and running as well, mm -hmm. right? So that's always always a big deal as well. Now, um, the health the, you mentioned the healthy diet and all the other stuff. Is there... Can you, can you go off the reservation a few times and still be doing a good job? Absolutely. Yeah. Balance. And that's what we teach. And, you know, we, we want pay, people to enjoy life. We want people to control their diabetes. We don't th want the diabetes to control them. So, again, um, getting to these classes, meeting with the specialist, testing your blood sugar, learning proper nutrition, being aware of what medications are on the market that can help assist when we're not hitting those target values, that there's options out there. Mm. So the name of the game is getting blood sugar under good control that's where we want and there's so, many resources yeah. and ways to achieve it they use still have the insulin stuff going on Absolutely. there I mean, I mean i've worked with people in the business that had to stop in the middle of a conversation and then give themselves some insulin then before the shock or whatever happens uh, sure so yeah. yep people that need insulin we you know we show them proper insulin administration um techniques things like that so lots of de again devices and resources that make the in self-injection much easier than years ago so many people think of you know these needles that are this big yeah. long and you know technology has hypodermic jobs there yeah exactly what uh, insulin what does it do i mean uh, for those uh, who may not know so that insulin is a hormone that yeah. we inject into the body to lower blood sugars that's the main um um, mechanism of insulin is to properly yeah. lower lower blood sugars. And there's still people too that be afraid of, of, of needles and may have to just come in and get it done, right? So, right, right. Or try to, but then eventually have to learn. But boy, I mean, there's some. As soon as you get near there, it's just you know. But uh, yeah. you know, well, you again, there's lots of vices make it easier on the market these days than than what it was years ago. So, um, and yeah, quite honestly, insulin's been on the market since 1921. It's safe, it's effective, and it it's it's life changing. Oh yeah, abs so absolutely. We're lucky and to have it. Yeah. yeah, and because you know you get older, you've been in a lot of doctors' offices, and they're always taking blood. It's just another day. It's just another day for mm -hmm. for some, but others who are not used to that, and it's something. Maybe that's the only thing they've ever had right. to deal with. I mean, let, let a healthy lifestyle, exercise, diet, everything, but somehow still have it. But uh, their percentages would, you know, also smoking would be a, that's also a marker too, right? They would yeah, foul that's a no, no, no. No smoking yeah. with diabetes. We no. call it Russian roulette. You're just looking for trouble. Yeah, mm -mm. yeah. So, mm -mm. but boy, if somebody could ever cure, somebody get cured of that, that's, yeah. man, I don't know how many times, you know, they have smoking cessations and the patch and everything else mm -hmm. I said, yeah put the patch over your eyes you know, <laughs> and you don't have to see it that's, that's, right. that's probably the best yeah. way to go we're talking with uh, colleen mcgee registered nurse diabetes clinical coordinator with more information when we come back imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a two-inch incision imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 1-844-7-ST-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. My son Steve did not want to die, but his prescription opioids killed him. We found a post-it note that he had written about his experience with his opioids. At first, it was a lifeline. Now, it is a noose around my neck. 
Do never expect that you're going to lose a child. It's all out of order. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. And in conversation, Colleen McGee from St. Mary's Diabetes Clinical Coordinator. Get more information about the program on St. Mary Diabetes Management Center. You call 215-710-5812. And you finally, somebody will pick up the phone, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I call all the time. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about a few things like exercise right now. And you don't have to sit there and be a triathlete to do this stuff. I mean, you find something you like to do. Oh, and yes. And that's how you, you stay with the program. I mean, it could be... You know, getting on the on the stairmaster, it could be on a treadmill, it could be on a stationary bike, it could be anything. Just as long or swimming, walking, uh, walking. You can, you can start by walking. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, one of the things too, I try to do all over again. I would have, I would have junked all the jogging that I did years ago on on your back and sw- and swam more. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. all, everything involved, your heart, you know, all the muscles and the the wind and everything and the and the uh, endurance yep swimming's an excellent for people that have a lot of um you know knee problems walking issues hip problems takes all the pressure off the joint and they're still exercising do you uh, colleen do then you uh, if there's exercise to be done can you refer them to saint mary's i guess they have the, the for anything from rehab to exercising and when you have all these kind of different programs out there you can kind of model something for yourself your age and what you like to do right oh absolutely we have a terrific <clears throat> program here at st mary's in fact for our patients that do attend our um ada our american diabetes association certified um diabetes self-management training course program <coughs> we actually give them um uh, two free months uh, at our fitness center to keep that motivation going to um you know, make those lifestyle modifications. Yeah, and I think once you get some results, that sort of uh, keeps the momentum going. I mean, it's it can be frustrating. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. I mean, yeah. So I was in the health club business. It seems we've got the uh, best memberships with New Year's resolutions after the first of the yeah. year. We did really well. Right. But so it is kind of an emotional thing, and some, you know, you're really committed to it, and other times can't seem to get it going. But right. that's. Uh, yeah, oh, sure. That's motivation is key, and a you made a good point about the triathlon. That is that you don't have to do those things. If you just start with a walking program, then eventually, again, you'll be ready to join a gym. Everybody yeah. doesn't have to join a gym right away, um, just by moving. You know, if you're that couch potato, you need to start walking to your mailbox to get your mail, not right. using your cars yeah. and stopping yeah. and yeah. well i was in the health club business for a while as a, an instructor and a lot of them come in and they had a lot of work to do and they just wanted to take on everything all the time and it was all consuming and my advice to them was i think your goal should be more reasonable something you think you can attain i mean Absolutely. three days a Simplicity. week you, get, you have to have rest in between and that's very important as well so if you keep your your goals in in focus like that that are reasonable you're more likely to keep it for a long period of time you're in a marathon and not a sprint now just mm-hmm. to say that and some of them said yeah 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 just give them the company line but having gone through it you, you know you you get you get really dedicated and then you're not and then the vacations come and then you kind of drift off but mm-hmm. overall you are working toward that goal but right. uh, you have to have somehow you have to find and make time for it 
Absolutely. And you have to, to schedule an appointment just like everything else <clears throat> and make it routine part of your day and something that you enjoy and it's not that pressure. So, and not feel guilt, guilty. If you miss a day, it's okay. You, the next day you get up and you start over again. Yeah, that's right. And some days it's not healthy to go out, you know, with the, some of the warm weather and stuff. It's uh, you're better <laughs> off staying where you are. You know, uh, one of the things too is. Uh, 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 women, pregnant women, and diabetes. Uh, that's uh, you're talking about some a lot of critical hep- time, critical issues, mm-hmm. and and what exactly are they up against? So gestational diabetes is um, when a woman develops um, diabetes during pregnancy. We do a universal screening on all oh, women cruel. between their 24th and 28th week of their pregnancy. And if they're giving that formal diagnosis of gestational diabetes, they come to our diabetes center. They will again um, meet an hour with the dietitian. They will meet an hour with the nurse. The nurse will explain gestational diabetes to them. We'll provide them again with that free blood glucose meter to begin testing so they can look for their pattern. And then certain levels, if they're out of range, they know that if their blood sugar is high, the baby's blood sugar is high. Their blood sugar is normal, the baby's blood sugar is normal. So testing becomes very important during um, pregnancy. Right, and you know, I don't think any uh, pregnant two pregnancies are the same. I have two kids, and my wife was it was a different ball game. One, she almost lost her gallbladder. Oh, the wow. second one, she uh, you know gained a lot of weight. So, and the first one, not so much. So, right. they're all kind of it's a different game now, uh, how it can happen. I mean, yeah, talk about uh, eating for two, and then the diet becomes even twice as critical, right? Correct, absolutely. So again, that's meeting with the specialist, the dietitian, who is a certified diabetes educator, to provide that skill level to have proper balance of nutrition mm. for not only the mother, but the baby as well, so that we have produce good outcomes and have a normal, safe, healthy delivery, just like ev- everybody else. Is the importance of, uh, uh, of hydration still uh, still oh, uh, oh, yeah. still very paramount mm-hmm. with, uh, with all, pro- all programs? Uh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the yep. hydration is you know, never a short, short shrift on that, right? Right. So yeah, encourage the fluids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there'd be a lot. There would be during pregnancy and all this. There must be a lot of checkups going on and a lot of monitoring going on, right? Yeah. It all depends on their levels and where they're at, and um, they can either follow up through the diabetes center, mm-hmm. but um, they'll see perinatologist specialists. And, you know, they, again, lots of resources to yeah. ensure that safe delivery. You coordinate with the doctors too, right? The, we do. Colleen yeah. and a nutritionist as well, and mm-hmm. getting all that information, getting it on the same page, uh, pretty difficult at times, right? But uh, sometimes it's pretty amazing how they, it all kind of falls into place. But it's right. not done by accident, that's for sure. We right? certainly work as a team, you know, to assess the patient, find out what individual needs they have and where they're headed and the recommendations, and then we can communicate always back to the doctor and um, to do the follow-through. Right, and, you know, a lot, a lot of times uh, you have a lot of resources at, at hand, and you actually have, what, a diabetes management center working there. So it's it's not just something arbitrary, well, let's try this. You actually have something in mind and something that's uh, that pl- is planned and works yep absolutely yeah. we make all our recommendations based on the ada we follow their guidelines as well as the um, american association of clinical endocrinology society so you know we're all research-based we're all um, outcome driven so mm. you know alcohols are no-no probably you don't have a happy hour there probably not no, no, <laughs> doesn't, no happy hours doesn't work that way no, no, well. no special happy hours but again <laughs> in moder- moderation and not to say that nobody can't but again 
again, working with the dietitian to <coughs> show you how you can work it in. But the the, the center is all kind of uh, integrated, the same thing, with exercise, with diet, and, and, and checking back. And also, uh, hopefully, no collateral damage either, right? So for... Uh, you know, heart conditions and all the other stuff, right. too. So you have to monitor that as well, right? Right. Well, that's important, again, getting th- their blood sugars back to normal is where, what the main goal is so that we can prevent complications. As we know, there's numerous complications that can happen to someone with diabetes if they let their blood sugars run out of control for long periods of time. Is there a certain target that you would be looking for when you're trying to manage the blood sugar? Is a certain sure. percentage? Mm-hmm. Redu- or is there a certain... Is it so by percentage them- or is it... A uh, guy 6'3 versus a woman 5'4"? Nope, the guidelines and recommendations are all the same regardless of age or mm-hmm. height, weight. But So we um, typically recommend for um, patients that they, when they check their blood sugars before meals, we want them to be on or about 100, and then they're checking two hours after a meal. The recommendation is to be less than 140. Now, again, two schools of thought with the ADA, the American Di- um, Diabetes Association, as well as the um, American Association of Clinical Endocrinology. They have different um, guidelines, but, you know, relatively on the same page within certain parameters. And Yeah, so you're looking for, for a certain target or goal that you can... Keep that, you can, that you can make and, and uh, realistically make, too. I mean, the goals have to be, reali- it has to yeah. be realistic, too, mm-hmm. though. I mean... Heck, if it's more, great. I mean, but right. Uh, well, less is what we want yeah. because we want to prevent complications. So if we keep them in that target range, then that's the message we want to get to them, right. so that they can prevent complications from occurring. Years ago, we didn't know that yeah. people, you know, if they were walking around with blood sugars <clears throat> in the two hundred, kind of shrugged your shoulders, and we treated you as you came in with the complications. Now we know there's too much research studies that show that um, keeping your blood sugars close to normal as possible can prevent com- the long term complications right. of diabetes at the center how many how many are under your management right now is there, is there uh, our team yeah our team is growing um right now we have um we're moving from uh hospital based department to uh physician practice mm. with um saint mary's physician group and um really expanding our services and we're going to get out there in the community and physician groups and you know just want the referrals coming in so that we can help yeah. manage their is patients. There, is there a continuing education program that you go through as well? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we offer yeah. the um, uh, 10-hour diabetes self-management course program. We do our medical nutrition therapy um, group classes twice a week. Um, we make it very convenient for our patients to have access to our diabetes center where they can have evening and day appointments. Um and then um, we do the uh, blood glucose monitoring classes to get them started to start seeing that feedback, yep. what their numbers are, hitting those target levels. We do um, medication management where we um, make the recommendations as, as far as, um, mm-hmm. you know, if they need to go on insulin, we'll show them properly how to do that. There's injectables on the market as well that is not insulin, but they are diabetes medications. So we will show them how to properly inject as well. Right. You're still your best advocate you're, you're it's, it starts right it, look look in the mirror there That's, absolutely yeah. that make you make an excellent point it's key hmm. that we put the patient at the center because it's self-management i can tell you all day long what you sure. should do but what you need to do and our job is to motivate you to get you to the, make those lifestyle changes so they say they said uh, years ago an apple a day keeps the doctor <laughs> away and then i said especially when you have good aim that's what i was saying <laughs> but anyway we are just about out of time here on the uh, St. Mary Health Line. Colleen McGee, 
is a diabetes clinical coordinator. A lot of great information got out in the community, too, to sort of preach the gospel as well, right? To putting the exercise and the diet and the management together, and you can get some good results. You need to watch the numbers and watch them fall. That's what you're they're looking to do you got it so but by the time we meet next time who knows what uh, could be uh, in the offing and maybe a new test a new result maybe new drug medications uh, always out there. new things coming out yep, yeah sure and there's medications for it right is mm-hmm. it what's the most common one for uh, diabetes they, they, um the number one yeah. is it's called metformin mm-hmm. or glucophage yeah. it was the brand name but metformin is the number one um cost effective mm-hmm. it's very um uh you know, mm-hmm. not expensive for a patient, less side effects. In of itself, it doesn't cause low blood sugar, hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. It's something we teach our patients to watch for. Um, yeah, hypoglycemia. That's the one you have to eat about every uh, two hours or something for small meals, right? Yeah. <laughs> small, frequent meals. Okay. So. Well, hopefully we'll talk again real soon and okay. continue Thanks success. For me. And we've been talking to Colleen McGee, a registered nurse and diabetes clinical coordinator, Checking in with us on the Health Line, which you hear 9 o'clock Wednesdays here on BCB.